Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Jen here, and welcome back to the Simply and Fiercely Show. <laughs> and yes, I know I say that same catchphrase at the start of every single episode. I actually, I actually laugh at myself when I listen back to my work because I really feel like I should say something a bit different or perhaps a bit more creative. But this week, I have to say that the whole welcome back thing actually feels very appropriate. For those of you who may have noticed, I have been um, missing, been sort of out of action the past three weeks. I got a pretty nasty chest infection. Um, and then even once I started to feel better, I just had this like horrible croaky frog voice. Um, I still have a little bit of it, so I do apologize. But I really just wanted to get it out there and record this episode for you today because I am so passionate about this topic. And <laughs> that's another thing I say all the time. I know I'm trite. I'm not very original sometimes, so I'm sorry. Um, but I am bursting at the seams because we are going to be talking about decluttering regret. And this is something I have so much to say about. We're going to break down how to overcome the fear of decluttering regret. And I'm also going to share my personal experience with it. And I just think that if you're a regular listener, you know that I am a big believer in the power of storytelling. And I hope that sharing my perspective will help you um, if perhaps you are struggling with decluttering regret right now or if you're, you know, holding back because you're afraid of it. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Let's start with the basics. What am I talking about when I keep saying decluttering regret? Well, decluttering regret is something that happens or just that feeling you have when you get rid of something, right? So you've decluttered something from your home and then at some point down the line in the future, you regret getting rid of it, okay? And so this is something a lot of people struggle with to the point that they struggle to declutter because of this fear. So you've probably heard um, somebody say, or maybe you've said the words yourself, this idea is like, but what if I need it someday, right? That's that fear of decluttering regret. And then that fear of, you know, making the wrong decision, fear of making a mistake, right? That fear of regret, it leads to paralysis. And so what happens is you just hold on to the item and you avoid doing anything because you don't want to make a wrong decision. So um, out of curiosity, I actually did a little informal poll on my Instagram stories today. Um, if you do want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Simply Fiercely. And so this poll obviously isn't like a scientific study. <laughs> I'm not that popular, so it was a pretty small data pool. Um, but when I talked about this concept of does decluttering fear, I guess, like regret, decluttering regret fear. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tongue twister, sorry. Um, but does that basically hold you back from decluttering? And 33% of people said it was something they often struggle with. 
And then 53% of people say that it's something that they sometimes struggle with. And then I also asked people, um, how many times have they experienced this decluttering regret themselves in their own lives? And the answer was 67%. And so the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I kind of feel like there's this myth in the decluttering community that decluttering regret doesn't happen. Like people say, oh, you're so afraid that you're going to miss it. But I promise you, if you get rid of it, you're never going to regret it, right? And so if you genuinely have this fear, either the fear or you have the experience of having decluttered something and then you're like, oh, but I kind of wish I hadn't or, oh, I'm just kind of sad now. It's almost like you feel like your feelings get brushed under the rug because we just don't talk about it. So I want to talk about it (laughs) because if you've been following my work, hopefully one thing that you know about me is I don't like to pretend that hard feelings don't exist. Okay. So, you know, decluttering, if you know my story, decluttering was not easy for me. I am not a type A organized personality. I am very sentimental. I feel very attached. And, you know, even now I probably love stuff a bit too much for someone who calls themselves a minimalist. Um, But regardless, you know, I guess I understand what my point is. I'm trying to say that I understand how and why decluttering regret happens. And I think that acknowledging it, that's a valid point of view, and offering some perspectives about how to work through it is much more constructive than just saying, hey, don't worry about it. You're never going to regret it, right? And I guess I'm going off on a tangent here, but I just also want to point out that sometimes some of the beliefs that you may hear thrown around a lot in like declaring books or just other blogs, or maybe I've even said it myself, in which case I do apologize. Um, But sometimes there's this like, just, I don't know, I'm not pointing fingers or saying any one particular person is saying this. It's just like this general kind of feeling like decluttering is the same as cleaning your house and you should just be able to do it. You should just be able to like buckle down and get it done, right? And that if you just get rid of your stuff, you're never going to work at it. And if you're struggling with sentimental items that you shouldn't, and that, you know, your memories live in your, you know, your heart and not in your stuff. And these things are usually said with really good intentions. Um, And some of it, you know, has some element of truth. But what I found is that if you don't feel that way, if your experience is different, hearing everyone else say that it's supposed to be easy or that you won't regret it, it almost feels like you're being gaslit, right? Because, yeah, if decluttering isn't easy, if you do feel regret for getting rid of things, if you do feel emotionally attached to your stuff, it's kind of like, well, what's wrong with me, right? Um, I've talked about this before in other episodes. One of the biggest hurdles I felt early on my decluttering journey is feeling like it was supposed to be easy. And then when it felt impossible for me because that's how it felt in the start I was like oh my god what's wrong with me why am I so stupid why can't I just do this I'm a smart educated woman why is it so hard to declutter and that's what I'm really mindful of right I'm really mindful of the kind of shame that some people feel about clutter um honestly I could record like a five episode series about the impact on of shame excuse me on decluttering um, but we'll we'll hold that off for another day. I guess right now what I just want to say is I don't want you to feel um, 
discriminated or kind of, as I said, gaslit by the people that you are looking for when you need support. So on that note, um, I wouldn't be doing my job (laughs) if I didn't mention that this is the exact opposite of the way that I work with my clients in my group program, Clear Clutter. Okay. So Clear Your Clutter is an eight-week group program that I run twice a year. The next enrollment is in January, kind of be around mid-January. And one of the cornerstones of that program, what I'm so proud of and what I hear so many clients give me positive feedback about is my emphasis on compassionate curiosity, right? It is a judgment-free zone. There's no toxic positivity where we try to pretend like your emotions don't exist. And there are no one-size-fits-all solutions. Instead, I meet you where you are with your clutter. And, you know, I could, again, I could go on and on about the program, um, but I know that's not the point of this episode. I'll just say that if you listen to the podcast and, you know, what I'm saying resonates with you, this is very representative of the work that I do in my programs. I help you find new perspective. I help you create a new relationship with clutter. So that when you're letting go, it feels more like empowerment, something that you're feeling a bit excited to do, as opposed to punishment, as a, you know, where you're sort of forcing yourself to get rid of things, um, a bit like toxic diet culture. You know what I mean? We're, we're kind of, we're anti that. We are about compassionate lifestyle change. So if that is something that you are interested in learning more about, you can go to simplyfiercely.com slash clear your clutter, um, or there's also a link in the show notes. So moving on, we have established that decluttering regret is a real thing, and it's something that many people do struggle with. So what do we do about it? As I said, I believe in the power of stories. So I think that the best way to answer this is um, is to tell you about my experience with decluttering regret. And here is the truth. I have experienced decluttering sadness. I have felt kind of um, like nostalgic, nostalgic or kind of wishful for something, kind of wishing, oh, you know, isn't that a shame that I've gotten rid of that? But I have never experienced decluttering regret. And here's why. Okay. When I decided to record this episode, I started by sitting down and just took like 10 minutes and tried to think about things that I you know, have gotten rid of in the past that I feel a bit sad about. And so, you know, just off the top of my head, I was able to come up with a few things. I'm feeling very like sad now just thinking about this. When I was in high school, I saved up what felt like an extraordinary amount of money for a 16-year-old to buy these J. Crew leather boots. Um, I grew up in the 90s in America. I have, I don't know, I don't know if I have an Australian (laughs) I've been living in Australia for almost 20 years, but I grew up in America in the 90s. And like back then, the joy of my life was when the J. Crew catalog used to arrive. And I saved up for ages for these beautiful leather boots, got them, and then never wore them. I just didn't have the confidence to wear them. They weren't really my style at like 16. I don't even know what happened to them. But when I got rid of them, they would have been like brand new, never worn. And I think about them now. And my feet size have not changed. Lots of my other sizes have, but my feet size hasn't. I'm tripping over my words, sorry. But oh my gosh, those boots. I wish I had those now. I also have a memory of thrifting. I used to be a huge thrift shopper. 
is that what they call it in America? I can't even remember. Like just secondhand shopping. Um, I remember once finding a vintage coach leather bag, like the old style where it was just nice, simple leather without the logo and everything, like an over shoulder bag. I have no idea what happened to that. Um, more recently, a few years ago, I decluttered two cashmere sweaters because I don't wear them. I live somewhere in a hot climate. But of course, I also go back um, to visit family overseas fairly regularly. And now I'm kicking myself that I didn't save these cashmere sweaters. Um, and so that like, it's just what I thought of, of the top of my head. I'm sure there were also like practical things. There was, I think a few years ago, I got rid of a shoe rack, which would be really handy to have right now. There's also like sentimental items. For those who don't know, my brother, my younger brother passed away when he was 21. Um, and so I kept a lot of his stuff for a long time. Um, one of those items was this stuffed dog, which he used to call Chippy, um, which was like one of his favorite things. And I decluttered that, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine years ago. And when I think about it, I don't know, I don't necessarily feel like it was a mistake, but I kind of feel this nostalgia and I kind of don't know, like, did I do the right thing? Will I regret it later? Like, I don't know. I feel this like weird kind of wishy-washy emotional feeling when I think about it. So yeah, I guess despite all these confusing feelings, because I do say that they are quite confusing, the sadness and nostalgia and like annoyance. But I can say that if I'm really honest, I don't feel regret about anything that I've decluttered. And here's why. When I look at the big picture, right? When I look back at what was probably I started really embracing minimalism and decluttering in 2012. So I always say a decade ago, but it's a little bit longer now. There is so much that has changed in that period of my life that I could potentially trace back to my decision to declutter and simplify, right? So there are practical things like where I currently live and what I do for a living. Um, but there's also like less tangible things like the way I feel um, about my relationships. I have really strong friendships. My marriage right now is stronger than ever before. And there's also the way that I feel about myself. Again, something else I've talked about before in the podcast, but I am 42. I have gray hair. I'm starting to get wrinkly. <laughs> um, I'm also heavier than I've ever been before. Um, not to say that those are bad things, but I think we all know that those don't, you know, fit into the socially accepted boxes of you know, how a woman should look if they want to feel good about themselves, right? So like, there's a lot of reasons why I should feel crappy, should quote unquote. But right now, I can honestly say that like, I have so much self-love and so much confidence right now, which is when I really stop to think about it, it blows my mind because I spent the first like 30 years of my life dealing with crippling insecurity. And so to not feel that way now is just it blows my mind sometimes. Um, but anyway, back to decluttering. I genuinely think if I reflect on all of this, that I can trace a lot of it back to my decision to declutter. And look, I know that you might be like, what are you talking about, right? How can you say that? Um, and I know it's weird because I am the first person to put my hand up and say, decluttering is not a magic pill. It's not going to change your life overnight. You're not going to take a few bags to Goodwill and then be like, oh, look, my, everything in my life has changed. But I also know that decluttering, when you go through this really intentional process of going through my home, 
going through my life and making those hard decisions about what to keep, right? That whole decluttering process was also a huge learning experience, right? I learned so much about myself, about who I am, about what I value, about what I'm capable of. And I think that we can all agree that that is priceless, right? So that is a huge reason why, even if I'm sitting here thinking about those beautiful boots and how I would wear them all the time now, I would trade that because I have this experience that I've had the past 10 years. And then on top of that, you know, obviously, as I said, there's what you learn about yourself when you're decluttering. I also am a, let me, let me say, first of all, that I'm a bit of a dreamer. I'm an optimist. And I don't know, it's not like, I'm not like a huge woo-woo person. Like when I say I believe in magic, like I don't literally believe in magic, but I just believe that we live in this world with like so much possibility, so much untapped possibility. And when you create space in your home, in your schedule, in your mind, you are creating space for those possibilities and new ideas, right? And I don't mean that, again, in like a woo-woo way. What I mean is that literally, if you are very busy and your life is cluttered and you're overwhelmed and you don't have a minute to like sit and relax, you have no capacity to think beyond the basics. What do you need to do to get through each day? right? Or you're looking around your home and you're like, oh, I need to be dealing with that. I need to clean that. I need to deal with that pile of crap on my dresser or in my closet, right? But what if you could carve some of that back? If you could create that feeling of freedom and ease that comes with decluttering, then who knows what would happen, right? Maybe, you know, just because you've got time to think, right? I cannot understate the value of time to think to think about our lives, to think about what's important. Maybe you'd realize, hey, I actually, you know, I'm in this job and it pays good money and I, but I don't actually like it. I actually hate it. And I hate going to work every day. And maybe it is possible. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe I could go train to something else. Or maybe, you know, you've been living in survival mode so long. And when you create, again, that pause, that space for yourself, you'd be like, actually, this relationship that I'm in, a friendship, a, a, a romantic partner, whatever, it's actually really toxic and not good for myself. And maybe I need to draw some new boundaries or change my relationships, right? Again, the possibilities are endless. That's just a few examples. But sometimes you never know what might come up until you create that space for yourself. And so this is why I will never regret it, even though I may feel sad about a few of like the individual items that I declutter. And so that's what I want to offer you. If you are experiencing decluttering regret or if you are afraid to declutter because of it, I'd like you to just sort of acknowledge that, you know, we don't know what the future holds, right? No one. No one has a crystal ball. I cannot tell you that you will not regret getting rid of something, but I can tell you that nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So maybe you got rid of something and you're feeling a bit sad and it's okay. Those feelings are valid. But you also don't know. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Getting rid of that might have led to something and you can't even see that they're connected, right? And if you can sort of hold space for that in your mind, it makes it a little bit easier to, uh, I guess, make peace with that change. And also when we're on the concept of regret, I don't know about you, but for me, the worst kind of regret is the regret of not knowing, the regret of what if, 
the regret of not telling somebody you love them, the regret of not saying yes to an opportunity. Even if you go and you fail and it's like a catastrophe, you know, obviously there's some exceptions, like we don't want to put your you know, health in danger. But for most, most of the time, that's not the kind of consequences you're facing. So for me, again, you know, I'll acknowledge them a bit of an optimist, but I would always rather try and fail. I would rather take that leap and see what's on the other side than just stay stuck in a situation that doesn't make me happy. And so if you can kind of like associate that kind of mindset, that bigger picture mindset with your stuff, I think it makes it a lot easier to either make peace or to let go. Now, before I wrap this up, I do want to say that I can just imagine right now that some of you are saying, but like, what does it matter? It's just one sweater, right? It's not going to matter if I just keep this one sweater or this one more book or this one more whatever. And I know that because that's probably what I would be saying as well if I was on the other side of this conversation. And I just want to address that before we go. I'll start by saying that, firstly, you don't have to get rid of anything you don't want to. My definition of minimalism is about alignment. There are no rules about what you can or cannot keep as long as it's aligned with what matters to you. But <laughs> but you also have to ask yourself, is it really just one item? Or is it, um, like what's that saying? Is it like the deaths by a thousand cuts, right? So we've all heard the idea that like little steps lead to progress, right? So um, if you wanted to get in shape tomorrow, you know, you don't run a marathon the next day. You start small, you start walking, and then you start jogging. And then eventually, with time, you're going to work your way up to being able to run a marathon. But that same concept of like small steps also works in reverse. Sometimes it's the little things, right? I mean, I again, I've done this so much in my own life. We trade away our dreams one piece at a time. I used to be in like a considerable amount of debt because um, of my shopping habits. I think most of you know that I used to be a shopaholic, right? And it was always like just one little thing, just one more thing. What's it going to hurt, right? But all of those things, I look back now and I probably could have bought a house with the money I spent on clothes I didn't wear, right? But every time I was like, what's one more thing matter? Yeah. And so you just have sometimes have to spend some time in like honest self-reflection and just know that you know, it takes courage to reverse the direction. It takes courage to believe that something bigger is possible. Um, I would say that when I work with my clients, the biggest challenge to everything that we just talked about is sometimes self-belief. To believe that, you know, if I get rid of this sweater, that it might eventually lead to something better, that there is something bigger or um, just different. You know, it's not always better. It's just different. And it's it's possible for you. But I guess let's just some things up by saying that I believe it for me. I believe it within a shadow of a doubt. And I genuinely believe it for you as well. That is why I do the work that I do, because I remember exactly how it felt to feel like I was a bit stuck, like I was trapped in my life, like I was settling for less than what I knew was possible, right? And I don't want that for you. So if you don't have that own self-belief, feel free to borrow mine. I believe that if you declutter something and regret it, that you are strong enough and capable enough to find your way forward. Okay, so that's it for today. Take care and talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide 
and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again.